You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Mature people, especially saints, are those that are grounded, are well established in the written and revealed word of God. And it's evident when a child of God is mature or rooted because he or she thinks, talks, and does God's will despite situations that are taking place in in his or her life. A child of God has learned not to allow emotions to control him or her. Because there will arise issues, situations, and so forth that, that will attack your emotions looking or uh, expecting a response from you. But when you are mature, again, you have learned to control your feelings. You don't just hold it on the inside. You, you allow your mind to look beyond what's presently taking place and you submit yourself according to what is right pertaining to the situation. You're mature. Because a child of God's primary focus is God's will. That's our focus. Our focus is God's will. We understand that if we just stay in his will, everything else is going to be well. I got to show you something in reference to, to what I just said. Go with me to Matthew, the sixth chapter. And let's consider a couple of verses. that Jesus taught his disciples. Matthew 6, and we'll consider verses 33 and 34. And keep in mind what I just stated in reference to the will of God being a mature saint's primary focus. Jesus said here in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his 
righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. And, and when that's your focus, you don't worry. I said you don't worry. Because you know if you just keep your mind on God's kingdom, that the promise, according to Matthew 6 and 33, is going to manifest. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added. That means things are coming if your focus is in the right place. I said things are coming if your focus is in the right place. Notice the conclusion in verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You don't worry. You don't worry because you know the sovereign is going to take care of everything. How many know God is in control? All he wants us to do is keep living by faith. Stay in his will. And we know the best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will of God. And so a child of God is, is about doing what is right and doing so because of his or her maturity. But then back in Proverbs 15 and 23, you'll notice that a mature person has joy by the answer of his or her mouth. When you answer something, it's not just a reply. It's a solution. It's not that you're just going to say something just to be saying it. You're saying it to sell it. And the reason it's so powerful to speak something and, and cause it to be resolved or settled is because of Proverbs 18:21, Death and Life are in the power of the tongue. And he who loves or uses it shall eat the fruit thereof. You hear something, but, but, but then you, you respond in order to cause life or death. You're going to sell it. You're not just talking just to talk. You're talking because you understand what you say has power. You're not just telling somebody is well. You're telling them is well because you know the power of words. And Jesus was the man, so to speak, when it came to just saying some stuff. 
said to the ten lepers, hey, just go your way, show yourself to the priest, you, it, it, and it's going to be okay. And as they were walking, the Bible says that they started to be cleansed just because he said it. Just because he said it. But then th there was a Gentile that, that caused Jesus to talk about how powerful words were when, when a person uses uh, words the right way. Gentile said, look, I know I told y'all to go and get Jesus and come back and, and see about my servant, but, but tell him I said there, there's not even a reason for him to come because I know he's busy. I know he's busy, so ju just tell him to speak the word only. And my servant going to be healed. He's going to be well. And before Jesus spoke the word, he said, God, God. And I'm paraphrasing. God, God. I have not heard of such faith. Not even among the Israelites or God's children. He impressed Jesus because of his words. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and you can say things that will impress your God. You can say that is well, just like the Gentiles say is well, and it'll impress the Lord to the point to where he'll back up what you said. And Jesus, in fact, said that it was well, and, and uh, when the people got back to the man, he said, what time was it? When uh, he said that as well. And they told him the time. He said that's the time that my servant began to be well. Say to your neighbor words have power. Don't just say something just to say it. Or don't allow your cousin to make you so mad you utter things you have no business saying. Don't you allow your spouse to cause you to say what God told you not to say. Woo, I said, don't you allow that person to cause you to utter some things you're going to regret right after. You got to watch what you say. I said, you got to watch what you say. Now, notice, notice the power of answering according to the text. I don't want you to miss this. Look at it. Proverbs 15, 23 again. That first clause. A mature man has joy by the answer of his mouth. See, see a mature person ain't going to say, oh man, I shouldn't have said it. You done learned better. You done learned better. It may come to your mind to cuss her out, but you done learned better. Yeah, it may come to your mind to try to retaliate, but you done learned better. Look, look at this. Your reply is going to cause you to be happy. You're going to have joy. I said, you're going to have joy. Just saying the right thing can make you happy. 
Somebody done talked about you, but you're going to say the right thing because you mature and it's going to make you happy. Some folks say stuff because they want a verbal fight. I didn't say a physical fight. I said a verbal fight. Some folks love to fight with their tongue. And they're good at fighting with that tongue. Some folk can fight so with their tongue to where they, they'll cause you to pick up a stick. And want to hit them. You can't win. You can't win the verbal fight. So you, you say, well, I'm going to pick up a stick. I know I can But when you respond with your tongue the right way, you become happy because you not only answer, but you answer the way you should. You have to be careful when it comes to your tongue. I got to show you something. Let's go, let's go to the book of Nehemiah. And keep in mind, a man has joy by the answer of his tongue. And uh, if you're not familiar with Nehemiah, just go to your table of contents. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nehemiah 8 and 10. Then here Nehemiah said, or the man of God said to them, go your way. Eat the fat. Woo, folk went to eat, eat the fat in our day and time. But I love fat. Drink the sweet and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. Share. For this is holy to our Lord. But the last sentence is what I want you to get really grasp do not sorrow and notice he speaks it in a form of a of a command do not sorrow then he tells them a quick answer a quick reason why for the joy of the Lord is your strength don't say don't sorrow Sometimes being sad is the wrong response. Sometimes literally speaking, it, it can cause for you to be sad as a human. But that's not what God wants. God told one prophet that, that there's going to be death in reference to your family, but I don't want you to cry about it. I don't want you to sorrow. Matter of fact, I don't even want you to go to the services. You have to be to the point to where you recognize how powerful joy is. Remember back in Proverbs 15 and 23. When you're mature, you have you have joy because of your answer, your reply. And whenever you get joy, especially God's joy, it causes you 
to be strong. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But notice what can, what can stop joy. Do not sorrow. This ain't the time for you to be sorrow. There are some folks that allow certain events to cause them to sorrow or enter into a state of grief and never come out of that state. Never come out of it. And, and you have to be careful because that there are certain folks that, well, specifically professionals, psychiatrists and psychologists that, that would tell you that, that, look, you just need to be sorry. You need to just grieve about this. No, you got to check with God first. <laughs> Some things they feel you need to be sorrowful about, God wants you to be happy about. Don't look at me like that. His thoughts, God's thoughts and his ways are distinct from the thoughts of humans. You, 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 certain things again, folks would tell you, look, you have a right to be sad about that. No, I don't because my God told me to count, count it all joy when it comes to this right here. And if I just keep my joy, he's going to give me a strength that's bigger than me. That's bigger than my situation. Folk going to look at me funny and they going to wonder why I'm not grieving because they don't understand that, that I'm not handling what's going on by my own. I'm not handling it my way. I'm handling it God's way. Woo, tell somebody God's way is bigger than your way. God's strength is bigger than your emotions. Bigger than whatever you may feel you need to do. That's the reason, again, the best place to be and the safest place to be is where? Imagine this. Do not sorrow. Don't y'all get the crying up there? Don't y'all get the crying down there either? Why? The joy of the Lord. Is our strength. The implication is that sorrow at the wrong time can be detrimental. It can cause harm or hurt. You can't allow it. Because I'm going to tell you something. There are times to where your expectation on receiving something can be very high. But you don't get it. And, and so you can easily respond as a human by entering into a state of sorrow. But get this. If God has told you he going to bless you with a particular thing. And that thing does not happen. Matter, matter of fact, the worst happens. You can't allow what you see to pull you out of what God promised. 
You can't enter into sorrow just because you, you were longing for it and you just knew it was going to happen. But then it does not. You can't do that. You got to remember that whatever God told you, he meant it and it's going to come to fruition. Ooh, I feel like preaching a little bit. But I don't want to preach by myself. Preach to your neighbor. You can't allow your situation. That has turned for the worse to cause you to be sorrowful. You got to remember God promised you something. And even though it didn't happen when you were expecting it to happen, God's still going to bring it to pass. Let's pull out God's resume. God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Will he not make it good? If you know it to be true, tell somebody God going to do everything he said. Plus. Oh, you got to say that plus with an attitude. Let's try it one more time. God going to do everything he said. Plus. Oh, our God is a plus God. He'll do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or what you think. That's the reason you can, you can sing. Can't nobody do you like Jesus in the church and outside the church. I said that's the reason you can sing. Can't nobody do you like Jesus in the church and outside the church. But you can't allow sorrow to pull you out of God's will. You can't, let, you can't allow it to happen. I said you can't allow it to happen. I got to work on this for a minute because that, that, there are some as recent as this week that have allowed such to happen. Or the past week that have allowed such to happen. Listen, once God promises you something, you got to know that according to 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Amen in one sense means so be it, let it happen, manifest it. When you done prayed and God done told you, gave you an assurance that it's going to happen, and then two days later, was in contrast to the promise happens. You cannot allow yourself to enter into sorrow, sadness, depression, and especially doubt. You can't allow that to happen. See, see because biblically speaking, the Lord will allow certain things to happen to see if you're going to keep the faith. To see if you are the mature person that you've been saying you are. 
She done been telling everybody she just going to trust God. Let's put it on the table. He done, he, done, he done received God's tithes and offerings, telling everybody that they just need to stand and, and watch God move. Well, let's put this on the table and see if he going to stand like he told everybody else to stand. Can I be honest with you? God causes such to happen to me all the time. Man, if I proclamate a word, it, it seemed like right after the word, here come the trial. Here come demons, here come flesh, here come trouble, here come this, that, and the other. And it's always in reference to what I just proclamated. You have to be able to stand despite what comes against you. You can never count God out. I say you can never count God out. I know I say it often, but, but God ain't going to show up on your timetable. He got his own time. And his time is the right time. Woo! I said his time is the right time. Well, I know they say I can do it now, but I just, I'm too old now to do it. Look, you better hush your mouth. You better hush your mouth. You better get your mind off how old you are. And if God telling you that you better get yourself together and say, your will, God, be done. God waited till Moses had got way up in age before he used. Moses had unsettling. He, he was okay with being a farmer, taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. And God showed up in, in the form of a burning bush and said, Hey, I, I, I just need you to go back to Egypt. And tell Pharaoh to let my folk go. Time for them to go to the house. Tell him to let them go. Moses came up with, and I understand this, Moses was a babe at the time. But he came up with little excuses as to why he couldn't do it. Normal baby. But if you'll notice his maturity, the more mature Moses got the more he learned how to speak God's word. And even when Pharaoh rebelled against the word of God, Moses did not take one step back. He just kept trusting God. And that's how you have to be. E even though you, you may look at a situation and it may call from a human standpoint for you to be sorrowful, and so forth. Just don't allow yourself to go there. Just stand on what God told you. It's going to happen. And I don't, care if it, I don't care if it's 90 days thereafter or a year thereafter. God going to do what he said. I said God going to do what he said. How many believe that? 
And so you make sure when you do reply with your mouth that it causes you to have joy because that joy that you receive from God is that which causes you to be stronger. Let's deal with the last clause in Proverbs 15 and 23. Let's take it further. The proverb writer goes on to say, and a word spoken in due season. How good it is. Theologically, due season is God's time. It's nothing like God telling you, better is here in a pandemic. Get, get this. That's classic God. I said, that's classic God. What do you mean that's classic God? God will say stuff that from a human standpoint is inappropriate. It's not the right time. He'll say it. He, he'll say things that folk want. You know, man, that, that don't even make no sense. Well, can God tell you to hit that rock and water go? That don't even make no. How are you going to hit a rock and some water going to come? But just as sure as we hear this morning, God calls water to come from a rock. And then he'll use folks to say things that, 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 uh, you got to really think about. This woman I came to the prophet saying, you know what? You know my husband, he, he done died, and, and you know he was faithful to you, but he just didn't leave us nothing. He didn't leave you nothing. He didn't leave us nothing. The only thing I got in the house is, is, is some oil, and, 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 and these folk talking about coming to get my children, and they going to make slaves out, out my boys, and, and I, I, I just need your help. And say the only thing you got in your house is some oil. I tell you what. And understand, she was talking to a prophet, and a prophet speaks what God tells him to speak. You got to understand, this was not Elijah talking. This was God telling him. Well, it was him talking, but it was God telling him what to tell the woman. He said, go tell her to go and get some vessels. And tell her three, four vessels ain't going to do. Get as many vessels as she can. And tell her when she get back to the house, go into a room with her boys. Shut the door. The implication, don't let nobody in while I'm doing this miracle. Don't let nobody in that may cause the miracle to stop. Shut the door. (laughs) 
God will give you a miracle behind the door. It'll be unseen by everybody else initially. But when God get done, when folk get to looking, they'll know, could nobody have done this but Jesus? Could nobody have turned this situation completely around but the Lord? And the woman and her boy learned quickly why God told them not to just get two, three vessels. Because that all that she had in, in her vessel, all, when she got to pouring it, all, all of a sudden she seen a miracle before her eyes. Because she knew she only had so much oil. But the more she filled vessels that were bigger than the vessel that she had, she kept seeing oil in her vessel. And it was filling up everything that she had around her. This is the miracle right here. She filled up all those vessels that she had, but she still had all in her vessel. God will cause you to be blessed, but when you turn around, you will still have more than what you had before the miracle started. Get this. She told the prophet, I done done everything that you told me to do. And, and every vessel that we got is full. It's full. And get this. God had already told the prophet it's enough for her to take care of all of her debt and to live her and her sons. And he told her, go sell what you got to sell to take care of all your debts. Be debt free. And the rest of what you have left over, you and your sons live after it. Y'all ain't as excited as I thought y'all would be. Let me tell you something. When I read passages like that, I look at my life. I look at the lives of other folk. It may not be all in your situation, but you didn't have much. But look at how God done prospered you. I say, look at how God done prospered you. See, you got to see yourself in the Bible. You didn't have no house. But God calls you to get your heart's desire. And he blessed you to the point to where not only do you have your heart's desire, but you got so much more. I said you got so much more. It was your time. And it's still your time. Your time is not predicated to what you have or don't have. 
is based upon your faith and your maturity. You, you got to see the maturity in the woman. Not one time did she argue with Elijah. Go borrow. What I need to go borrow some vessel from. You know these folk already knows it. They already all up in my business. Because they seen the creditors coming by him. And now I got to go and ask them. She didn't, she didn't, do, she didn't get no attitude. Not one time. And no doubt when she went to borrow the vessels, you know how folk. Yeah, I got three, four pans. Three, four jugs too. What, what you going to be using them for? And you don't want to get smart with somebody in this day stuff. She had to be mature to get him an answer. Can you imagine her saying, well, um, I got some things that I need to do. The prophet is telling me to do, and I just, I just need them. Just kept it real simple. You know how mature folk do? They just say stuff real simple that well, folk got to say, okay. They ain't trying to keep saying stuff so they can open up a conversation between the person. So she had to be mature. Then fuss with the prophet. Didn't get the wrong attitude with folk where she went to borrow the vessels. Because if, if you'll notice, wherever she went, seemingly, they gave her what she needed. They gave her what she needed. And of course, like I said, everything worked out in her favor. But you have to see between the lines. She was mature. And when you are mature about something, it's going to work out for you. You're going to have your due cease. I say, you're going to have your due cease. But now notice the wording carefully again before I, go to, before I go to my next point here in Proverbs 15 and 23. Notice again. Last clause. We're dealing. I'm closing with this. Notice this. And a word spoken in due season. How good it is. Go with me to Galatians 6. A word spoken in due season. How what? It what? Due season for a mature child of God. You holding on? It's a good season. It's a good season. And a word spoken in due season. How? So based upon the text, due season is a good season. Keep that in mind. Galatians 6. Y'all there? Wait on me. I ain't got to go to the table content, but just wait on me. Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not grow weary. Talk about it. While doing 
Help me. Been doing all this praying. Don't seem like nothing happened. You're growing weary. I've been faithful giving. Give God his tithes and his offering. I'm just trying to figure out though what's in it for me. You get talking like that. It's worldly, inappropriate, and it seems like you're weary. Let us not grow weary while doing. Doing good, but you can grow weary. Man, I'm tired of helping these folk. Let us not grow weary. Man, I done had this accident, everything. My, my knee messed up. My, my hand messed up. And Lord, I'm tired of trying to walk, trying to get back. Jeez, I'm just going, don't you say it. Let us not grow weary while doing good. You could sit down like everybody else sat down, but that ain't what God wants you to do. You could complain just like all your kin folks before you have done that went through the same thing. But that ain't what God wants you to do. You can't grow weary while doing good. Man, we done tried so much and it just seemed like ain't, ain't nothing happening to Marion. We might well just don't grow while doing good. Look at somebody and say it may be exhausting. But if it's good, keep going. Look at another person and say you may not be getting the results you desire. But if it's good, keep going. child of God does not need to have quit in him or her. You don't need to have quit in you now. No. Hebrew writer said, we are not of those who draw back to perdition. We believe in the saving of the soul. We just believe if we keep pressing that God going to reward us. We just believe if, if, if we just keep doing what he, what he told us to do, that he's going to honor exactly what he promised. Pastor, you don't know how, it don't matter how long it's been. It does not matter. Just don't grow tired when you're doing good. You didn't get tired of doing all that bad. 
you drunk all that liquor and you were TT drunk. But as soon as somebody puts some on the table, there you go. You already drunk, why you? Don't grow while doing because due season is a good time. But in the midst of due season, you will feel like the manifestation you've been waiting for is not going to happen. It's going to happen because it's due season. And I want y'all to understand right now that due season is now. Oh, it's been here, but I just want to say it to you. To remind you, is here now. Right now. But you got to understand that situations will try to mess up your due season. Don't grow while doing good. He goes on. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart or basically give up. Stop doing good. You got to keep doing good. Get this. The root meaning of good is to unite. To unite is to become one or to cause everything to be made whole or come together. When you're doing good, God is causing everything to come together. Going through trouble, but it God causing everything to come together. It, it's coming together. It, 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 but you, you got to be to the point to where your focus again, like I said earlier, is on God. You can't focus on your situation. You got to focus on God and see that he causing everything to come together. What's going to happen? Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the to those who love him. Those who are the call according to his purpose. Say your name. He working everything out. Just keep your focus. Don't worry about the negative. The negative is part of, of the working process. The negative is part of the It's seeming like it ain't going to come together as part of the because, again, good means to unite. That means everything is not there the way it should be. But because you're doing good, it's going to cause everything to what? Oh, good. Look at God work. Woo, they said I couldn't have. Oh, but look at God work now. He's showing me that they, they, they didn't know what they were talking about. He's causing all this. Woo, good God. 
But you get that close. Here comes some more trouble. Have you ever got that close to your blessing? And here comes some more trouble. Don't worry about it. It's still working out. It's still working out for who's good? It's still going to work out. But you got to keep doing according to Proverbs. You got to keep saying the right thing. You got to keep being mature with your tongue. You got to keep answering stuff the way you done been taught to answer it. You got to show forth that you are mature when it comes to your to your words. And I'm going to stop right there. Got to be mature. You have to be 